Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Half hour. Hey, White Sox fans. Brett Valentini here hosting. Boy, it's like it's like we're doing a podcast every day. What's going on that would necessitate that? Huh. Uh, well, we'll try to unearth what that might be in the next half hour or so. It is Southside Sox Mothership Podcast, number 124. There wasn't enough of a lot of things. That might be the title. Uh, Rick Hahn was, he was just really on his game today and go figure that on a day where we got confirmation as we anticipated, uh, just one podcast ago, uh, the big news of Tony LaRussa stepping down uh, for now, uh, actually uh, additional medical conditions, something is obviously serious enough for him not to manage any longer, uh, becomes really buried in, in what happened, um, today because Rick Hahn talked and uh, increasingly uh, he did this at least in one dugout uh, interview uh, press session. They, they don't do a lot of them, but at least one, maybe mid-season, he did the same thing where we all were shaking our heads saying, what is going on? It would be best just to make media scream for information than to actually provide this information. This, again, we talked last podcast about a lot of things have changed about this team over time. Uh, and one of them is this problematic messaging. Uh, and, you know, if, if you can't say something that makes any sense at all, maybe don't say anything at all because the White Sox know that option. It's not like they're just so giving. They don't know how to not give information. They certainly do. Uh, but because um, the reason we planned on a podcast, of course, was to discuss Tony La Russa. We will touch on that just up top. I would ask, please, not too much credit uh, given to Tony La Russa. His statement obviously was thorough. Uh, there was some humility there, but I'm not really sure we should uh, injure shoulders clapping for that. Um, you know, he is gone. He did show up. He didn't necessarily have to do that, but um, it is official. Uh, 
I don't know based on what Rick Hunt said whether it's even a good thing. And I don't think I would have necessarily anticipated saying that. But uh, any reaction that we didn't get yesterday from uh, you know from this news that Tony uh, is done. And that's fair. You know, that's fair. Um, you know, he is, uh, he is leaving and he leaves a void behind. Uh, and unfortunately, Rick Hahn is the person who's going to fill it. Now, my assignment for this podcast to everyone who's going to participate is pick your favorite Rick Hahn quote from this press conference. As Melissa pointed out before we sort of went live with this, uh, how, how long is this podcast going to be? It is going to be a mini series. Uh, <laughs> A, uh, a Scorsese film of uh, of podcast quotes from Rick Hahn because it's just impossible. But uh, let me begin just by addressing um, something that's come up a lot. I mean, we we're talking about a month or two ago, we had a podcast really that was solely devoted. I know at least Joe was on that with me, uh, that was somewhat solely devoted to just what this team was doing to us as fans, uh, how it is missing its mission in terms of uh, fan experience uh, for us longtime fans, and we pretty much to one are. Um, this turn it's taken in, let's say, the La Russa era has gotten, even with the rebuild, I think we all admitted yesterday that we're, uh, we're on board enough for that and trusting enough. <laughs> Allie has a lot of regrets. Uh, Melissa feels foolish for having sort of bought into it. So, I mean, you know, we all have those emotions. Uh, it's getting almost absurd. This season was. It really was absurd, uh, and we were fed just more of it uh, today. The notion that Rick Hahn seems very, very out of touch with reality. Let's just start broadly there. Uh, I've got plenty of thoughts, and I've probably shared them a lot, but uh, Rick Hahn gave quote after quote today that seemed that he really didn't have much of a clue. So let me just throw that out there for some, some broad reaction to Rick uh, what it means, how it makes you feel, whatever. You can cuss. Who cares? Yeah, this team ain't doing shit in the um, offseason. <laughs> like, they didn't, like, every time Rick Haas talks, nothing but vomit comes out at this point. So, like, it's just a word salad, all those, like, cliche terms. And nothing he says I believe in. That payroll's getting cut down, like, massively. Yeah. Like, Jose's walking. He's not going to want to walk, but he's going to, like, Rick Hahn's just going to open a door and just kick him in the backside and just let him leave, which is not what someone like Jose Abreu deserves after eight years of service to the same eight years of just going through just horrible, horrible management. And it's it's going to be ugly this offseason, I think. This team is, I don't think they're going to tear it down, but it's going to be, Jose's walking, Andrew Vaughn's going to be the first baseman. They're not going to add anybody from within the, from outside the system to alleviate the woes, such as starting pitching, second base, right field, left field, depending on how you feel about Loya Menes. Just be prepared for them saying, well, we got, we're healthy again. And that's like getting a bunch of free agents. It's like having Luis Rob. We've signed Luis Robert and Tim Anderson, and we're gonna get Garrett Crochet back if we don't trade him and all that fun stuff. And, and just be prepared for the White Sox and look 
slightly different next year. And Dante, they're never going to be. It could be opening day. What what day are we going to pick that they're going to be healthy? That they could actually say that. You know, not gonna, that that day's not going to exist. There's not going to be a day opening day, uh, a Christmas day, what, whatever it is. That day doesn't exist. Uh, let me just because you mentioned Jose, let me just throw out how bizarre it was. And again, I didn't watch the the press conference live to know whether once Tony stopped talking, all the players left or whatever. But the idea that sometime in that press conference, Rick kind of saying. Uh, we're just going to have to wait and see how it unfolds with Jose as he had at least been in the room or was still in the room watching. It's pretty bizarre. And the idea that you can't just throw the money, money at a problem, which actually I can't really get angry at because based on how they spend, I don't know what the direction is. Trades, trades ain't going to do it uh, either. You because throw what money is there at to the trade? Problem if he was good as job. Well, that's the problem. The Dodgers, With the him Dodgers saying throw it. money at the problem. Of course. The Mets throw money at the problem. The Braves, as much as I dislike the chop, throw money at the problem. The Yankees throw all the money at the problem. Yeah, it doesn't no, the matter. The Phillies threw the money at the problem. Yeah, like we could go on and on and on again about throwing money at the problem. It works typically if you know what you're doing. Well, Rick Hahn threw money at the problem, but all the money just went into the bullpen and to places where it just did not need to go. Yeah, well, we have a whole offseason to look forward to to ruminate over the dumb things he does or doesn't do, uh, and we will get to that all offseason. Okay, other reactions just broadly to, um, to, to Rick Hahn, um, deep thinker. What really got me was when he got on the mic and said, if I felt I wasn't the person <laughs> for this job, I would, I would step away, which is such bullshit. Mm-hmm. It, I, there is no excuse between the players and the management. There's no excuse for how this season has played out, but to get up there and say that, I go on Twitter and I see how disappointed these fans are. And I think I'm the greatest critic of myself and no one sees that. And if I felt that I wasn't the person for this job, I would have the grace to step away. You have been doing this for what, 10 years now? And it's not fucking working. Mm -hmm. So are you really the dude for the job? I want more thoughts on this. Let me jump in quick because here's like just a little bit of beat one-on-one. All right. Again, I shared that clip with you uh, from two years ago. I asked on the question he wasn't even prepared to answer as to why the White Sox are suddenly going to go outside of the organization to hire, which, by the way, they ended up doing. The follow-up to that is a question about Yasmani Grandal and, and, and James McCann, whether you can have them on the roster. The whole point, working as a unit, working as a strong, people think the Chicago, the Chicago media, and I'm sorry, oh, this is old school, like dirty talk or something. Oh, sorry. Uh, that, that somehow the Chicago media is tough. There's no follow up to that, to that statement. Uh, I know Jesse Rogers, I think is the one who asked the question that precipitated uh, Rick's answer. No one follows up to say, okay, Rick, can you tell us what you have? You know, give us your resume line. Oh, I know it's obvious and maybe it's insulting and maybe he won't answer that question, but you have to ask it. There's no follow up to a question like that or correct me if there was, but I think we'd have some money quotes if that had been the case. All right. More, uh, more weather specifically to what Ali brought up, because that is that is really the screaming headline from this uh, from this press conference or just again, just general deep thoughts I, from Rick Hahn. I had a thought and I can't remember what it was now, but I, I my, my biggest thought is a goldfish could do a better job at being the White Sox general manager than Rick Hahn. Like a, a, a animal that has a three second attention span would, would have a, would have a, a better job general managing the White Sox than Rick Hahn. And then the fact, okay, back to the Jose Abreu thing, the fact that he said, um, I think I think he said something about the, they didn't have plans for him or whatever, or he didn't they didn't know how he fit in the roster. Like, shouldn't that be something you should were thinking of like last off season? 
Like, not now. Like, if you knew that he was going to walk or you were going to let him walk, shouldn't you have, you know, done something at the trade deadline maybe and gotten prospects even, you know, to fill that, the, like, league's worst farm system? Like, it's it's embarrassing. It's like, I'm, I'm at the point where I would like Rick Hahn to make a, a such a, a, a terrible decision. Not that he gets fired, such a terrible decision in the offseason that I can just stop watching. Yeah. <laughs> you want relief. I want him to sign someone that is such a bad idea to sign and so unneeded <laughs> that it would that I I could I could walk up to this team and be like, yeah, I'm done. I don't I don't I don't ever need to deal with him or this team while Rick Hahn and Penny Williams and Jerry Reinsdorf are still around. Because that's the that's the truth of the matter is that that if they're all still around, this shit's gonna keep happening. It's gonna fucking suck. And and the the fact that we're we're gonna oh, we're not gonna make any moves because of course we won't. And if we do, they're gonna be bad. So I I hate it. I hate it here. <laughs> Jordan is conveniently forgetting the the big Adam Eaton signing of just a couple of years ago. Uh, no, there have been plenty, but yeah, I, I get the point. You and, and and that would give us an out, but it would just increase. Actually, it would increase our outrage. Uh, other thoughts about Rickon, deep thinker, as evidenced and shown today, as he flexed. Oh, second half is going to begin with another one of Rickon's flex. But uh, other thoughts on Rick? Yeah, there's a lot that can be discussed from from today. Um, I think one item that I that jumped out at me was. The quote where he said, two years ago, our baseball operations department mm. was getting nods for executive of the year. A year ago, we won the division by whatever, 11 or 12 games. It was actually 13, but whatever. It's a weak division. Um, that's just my um, addition to the quote. <laughs> and this year, we were being picked um, for being in the World Series, and now we're being asked if we should be in our jobs. Well, I mean, the regard with regards to whether or not he is he should have the job as white Sox general manager um he's he's been here for 10 years they've had two successful regular seasons and zero successful postseasons i mean yeah that's that other stuff he had mentioned obviously that's like the very much like the politicians like positive spin on it you know the the whole um like the passive voice for like, you know, our baseball operations department was getting nods for executive of the, of the year. Um, there was, there was that like, um, like kind of spin on it. And like, yeah, they won the division comfortably last year, even though like, you know, it was a very easy division to win. And then they burned out right away in the playoffs. Like, and like those two years, like those two back-to-back years, like those, yeah, that's the, those are the only two parts of the his tenure that really the White Sox have achieved any sort of level of success worth talking about, and those are those did not end in any sort of postseason success. So I mean, yeah, it's completely fair to be asking about you know if the White Sox leadership, meaning you know him, Kenny Williams, if, if they should be in in their jobs. Like, I mean, it's not there's not a whole lot to to be. Um, happy about with regards to what they have accomplished and he was just talking about a parade about two and a half years ago and setting his sights to be no lower than a parade Mm -hmm. so I don't know like that's 
yeah, it, the, there was a lot there to, to talk about and kind of dissect. Um, certainly wasn't anything that I, I wanted to hear. And if it didn't come up, that was going to certainly be my second half kickoffs. But that's address it here because throughout it all, and obviously there's a lot to talk about here. Rick Stilkin, and even as uh, apparently uh, somebody had mentioned that you know there was some 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 thoughtfulness. Oh, I, I read Twitter and, I, and I, I understand the fans are upset. Okay, which which is which is a different take than he had than say at Reggie's when when you know he said like Joe, sorry Joe had call you out from last night, rooting for the rebuild to fail. But still, he cannot get through this conference without doing some sort of fan blaming type of behavior, which is what that type of quote is. Uh, the the um, the operations. He's talking about himself. I mean, I understand. Yes, uh, there's plenty of blame to go around because it's Jerry and it's Ken. It's him. He's talking about how he was uh, under consideration for uh, executive of the year two years ago. For crying out loud, you can't steer around this on, on this of all days. You can't steer around that defensiveness. And that's the kind of stuff we hear every time Rick talks now. And I don't think that's how his tenure necessarily started. Uh, but boy, he's gotten brassier and brassier, and it just is more and more infuriating. Um, Melissa, we haven't heard from you yet, so please, uh, thoughts on um, deep thoughts from Rick Hahn today at the press conference. Um, I am fed up with him. Um, <laughs> I thought it was today was really, I thought it was classless. Mm, like he one. was an expensive suit, like a cartoon <laughs> character like dressed in an expensive suit. Um, like that's the vibes that it gave me. Um, and one of the things that jumped out to me, so he, I have it right here, um, depressing, disgust, frustration, shock. Any of these adjectives are appropriate. I'm talking about the team's performance this season. Who is responsible for orchestrating wow. this team and the performance? You. So your disgusting, frustrating, shocking, like, hello, like, so just tone deaf and... um yeah, I'm yeah. done with Rick. Yeah, I mean, that, that is sort of throwing your roster, the roster you put together, onto the bus. And that's 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 weird. I hadn't picked up on that one. That's uh, that's that's very interesting. Uh, yeah, Rick, he is, he is now resembling more and more the cartoon general manager. Uh, and it's just from what he says, you know, suits aside, it's just from what comes out of his mouth. Uh, let's take a break um, real quick so we don't lose track of that. And we'll get back to more of the Rick Khan stuff, including looking forward to the next manager, because that's always such a great topic because they just can't get it right. Uh, hang with us. We'll be back in a minute. White Sox podcast, 124. It's the mothership. I'm Brett Valentini, lucky enough to host it along with Melissa Sage Bolenbach, Allie Wessel, Dante Jones, Joe Rhesus, and Jordan Haas. Uh, Okay, well, uh, Rick Hahn, we we're talking about Rick Hahn, Rick Hahn, Rick Hahn, because he sort of took this thing over. Uh, it's like, what? Tony LaRusso left today? Oh, yeah, okay. You know, um, even though this is like actually truly breaking news. And just as of like a day ago, we were saying, well, this actually isn't real. It's not actually going to happen. He's going to somehow fight his way back into the dugout for 2023. No, it appears, it appears, at least as of right this moment, Tony LaRusso will not be back to manage the White Sox in 2023. The problem with that, just like the whole quote about uh, uh, not throwing money at the problem, the problem is Rick Hahn is in charge of picking the next guy. And we can give him all the excuses in the world that Jerry Reinsdorf overruled him because he wanted Tony LaRusso back, et cetera, et cetera. He couldn't have known that this was not a possibility. And obviously he stayed in his job even after being overruled, if that's really how it worked out, if we are led to believe if he wants to throw Jerry under the bus, which I think you can sort of read parenthetically, that might be what he would like to do 
except that's a guy who signs his big, 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 fat, fat, fat checks. Uh, then, you know, then leave. Sorry, I know it's a cushy job. You get paid really well to do this job. And it's one of 30. He gets to do it in his hometown. It's one of 30 jobs in baseball. Well, you know, if you're getting consistently undermined and hamstrung by your boss, you leave. It's easy to say, I'm not, I don't have the cushy job and the nice leather chair in the corner office, but come on, Rick. Um, so, okay. Uh, not to say we can't uh, get back to some of the other stuff, but let's uh, at least lead off the second half with the managerial search. This is literally a carbon copy of what he said two years ago. Uh, we joked before we went on air that he could literally be using his notebook from two years ago when addressing the Ricky Renteria firing. Uh, White Sox DNA, not a requirement that you even have to say that, speaks to how preposterous. The, I mean, you know, if this was the Yankees or the Dodgers, it's like, okay, yeah, keep it in house. We win every year. No, you're the White Sox. Why would you want White Sox DNA? Uh, he would not rule out Ozzie Guillen, which he did explicitly uh, upon the firing, which is this is the equivalent press conference uh, uh, as the Ricky Renner firing, whether Tony was actually fired or not. Okay, fine. But same equivalent two years later would not rule Ozzie out. So that, that definitely uh, betrays the DNA requirement. And of course, in, in the same breath, mentions that Miguel Cairo is going to get an interview, which is fine. You know, fine. Interview. 25 guys, but man, that is not sounding like someone who's not going to just hire somebody else attached to the White Sox. Um, we've talked a lot about managers. We addressed it uh, quite a bit uh, last podcast, but uh, let's let's go for another round. Uh, reactions to who's going to lead this team next and and any tea leave reading you're doing of what Rickon is saying. Uh, I think we're going to get similar to the trade deadline. They're going to drop the ball and not hire, you know, the best candidate. And we're going to get a, oh, sorry, we tried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's just the Recon way at this point. Oh, we tried. Do your fucking job and don't just try. But I just, I think that's, that's going to be the end of it is, oh, we're just going to hire Miguel Cairo because that's who we interviewed and we tried to get these other people, but. He's here. Yeah. He's here. He's here already. We have managers at home. He's here already. Uh, He's already in the office. I don't want to make him move out. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Uh, Okay. Uh, Anybody have a sunnier take on it? I I first want to address the fact of how more self-aware in in his statement that Tony LaRusso was than Rick Hahn. The fact that the fact that he could go. Yeah. You know what? We fucking suck. And you know what? It's kind of my fault. And also the fact, you know what? Those I deserve to be booed a little bit. I'm like, you know what? That's more literally mm-hmm. a well, it's more than he said all year in terms of like yeah. throwing uh, instead of throwing people under the bus, he actually finally took responsibility now that he's gone. But um I don't know. I don't I don't know if I've got a sunny outlook on, on a manager. We're, we're either gonna, you know, hire Miguel Cairo or we're gonna hire someone, you know, with White Sox DNA, or we're just gonna hire the worst possible candidate. <laughs> be, I mean, you know, we're we 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 could sign a Paul Canerco or an AJ Brzezinski or Miguel Cairo or fucking whoever, or we're just gonna sign the literal worst possible outcome, because that, that's the cynic in me at this point. It's yeah. like Rick Hahn is an incompetent general manager. And if this was literally any other team, like if this was the Pittsburgh Pirates, he would be fired. Well, I guess if, he, mm-hmm. if it was the Rockies, he'd probably still be there. But but even that, even even then, it's yeah. just like 
I, I, I don't put any faith into anything Rakan does anymore. I, I don't think I, no. I think the last time I had any faith in, in his, his abilities as a general manager was that with the Lance Lynn trade, I think. Mm-hmm. Like the Kimball trade, okay, in hindsight, it's bad, but you know, at the time it was fine. But like in hindsight, the only good trade he'd made in the last couple of years was the Lance Lynn trade, and it, it's been good or whatever, but like. Signing yeah. people, signing managers, not his strong suit, to no. be honest. Not There's not much. There's not, not much not strong suit. Not a whole suit. lot to go off there. Yeah. Johnny Cueto, that was an accident. Yeah, All not – He just kind of was available. There's not much uh, – There's not much you can say other than the fact that maybe he should have whoever wrote Tony La Russa's, uh statement for him today, maybe they should start writing stuff for Rick Khan because that would go much better than just let him go off the cuff because that's getting oh, uglier yeah. and uglier. Um uh, more, I guess, specific thoughts, uh, uh, manager-wise, or just well, how much, how much trust? I, I understand there's probably no trust. How much trust do we put in Rick Hahn to actually follow through this time because it's a second shot at it. So I have a different take on this in that after the literal shit show that we have put on in the last two years, who that's any good mm. is going to want to come here? That's, that's fair. That's my honest look at it. Is um, so. We brought back some guys. Our GM got trumped by our owner. This is who we're going to hire. It blows up and turned into a disaster. Then we put on this press conference today that was just some kind of dog and pony show. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. So what kind of quality candidate are we going to be able to walk into the door that's going to be like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is a great place to work. Mm-hmm. So by default, we're probably going to end up like everybody said, with mm-hmm. Paul Canerico or AJ Prezinsky, because nobody who's any good is going to want to walk into this show mm-hmm. and sign up to be like, yeah, I'm going to take these guys to the promised land. Right. And if it's like, say, Quattraro or somebody, even from an organization, knowing the knowing the limits, knowing the history, and then even knowing the limits, you know, in the interview, they're going to be placed on them. I mean, my theory for a while has been that over this last decade, there's been something coming from Jerry that says, listen, if Tony wants this job, you're gone. Do you take the job anyway? Robert Ventura says, well, I'm not sure I want it in the first place. So sure. Uh, Ricky Renner is just like, yeah, I want to get back in the dugout. No problem. I'm already the bench coach. Cool. Uh, but what serious can I, I mean, I'm not saying that there's going to be that uh, strict uh, uh, a limitation placed on a new manager in this theoretical search. The White Sox are going to have is if they haven't already sent a contract to Canerco. Uh, but I mean, even if it is somebody from outside, you know, there are still crazy limitations and you know what this organization is, how insular they are, how goofy they are, how not progressive they are. So, you know, right, Melissa, almost by definition, you're almost self-selecting yourself to be someone who's just really not as up to snuff as as really the best guy out there. And, you know, let's face it, I wasn't AJ Hinch or, or somebody else either, or Sandy Alomar either, but whoever that guy is in the big lights on Broadway uh, is not coming to Chicago. And so, yeah, right off the bat, right now, before there's any, one interview, they're already limited. They're going to get the 75th percentile candidate. And it's just going to go down from there until, yeah, again, Polly finally, oh yeah, I forgot to sign it. Okay, guys, yeah, I sent it in. I guess I'll show up for the press conference and February. Um, Joe, Dante, thoughts on this manager nonsense? I have no confidence <laughs> in Rick Hahn to get this right. Uh, I, yeah, and um, for what it's worth, regardless of who's ultimately making the decision, I know he said it's a collaborative um, sort of process where it's not just driven by one person, even though it really seemed like it was driven by Reinsdorf last time. Um but yeah, whoever is making this decision, um, I, like I, I get the sense that it just won't work out. 
um, the, that the next name who's the, the name who's going to get picked out is going to be one that doesn't look great on paper and doesn't look great in <laughs> At all. in practice. Um, yeah, it's yeah it, saying the right thing that he also said two years ago uh, about like no need about it's good to have someone who has had postseason success and it's um and we're not limiting our our um possibilities to people with ties to the White Sox organization but at the end of the day I really have to see it to believe it and right now I don't believe it uh Dante any thoughts on this I also have no confidence because <laughs> what have the White Sox done to show me that should? You have to, like, same thing with the Bears, same thing with every Chicago sports team, same thing with Manchester United overseas. You have to show me that you're going to do something before, I, like, do something well before I believe it will actually get done. And, like, I've said Sandy Almar Jr., we've said A.J. Hinch. Um, I was on Twitter, as one is usually. And someone was like, don't worry, you'll get Joe Girardi. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even think of that as a possibility, but no. Like, I don't want, like, I don't Local like, guy. I, I want a bench coach from one of the teams that's in the playoffs or something. Like, give me something that is worthy of being a manager of a team that supposedly is in the window, that supposedly should have had a parade or two by now. Um. I want to jump away from the manager thing as uh, uh, English football has entered the chat. Thanks, Dante. Um, One thing that Rick said, again, it's sort of similar to some of the highlighted uh, quotes everybody threw out, and I appreciate the participation. There's so much to choose from. How could you whiff on on that request? Um, And Rick says they ask questions of ourselves more than anybody. And, of course, you're not going to stand up there and list all the reasons why you shouldn't have the job. Of course, you're still going to indicate confidence. Don't show up otherwise. So, I mean, I get it. We're in some ways we're asking for the impossible because come on, he's the general manager. They still are equipping him to make these decisions. What else is he going to say? I understand that. But the idea that you're going to throw a statement out like that, which clearly isn't the case, because if you did that, you, you would no longer be in there. You'd be doing something radically different or you wouldn't be in the job. So a statement like we ask questions of ourselves more than anybody. What is the purpose of saying something like that? This isn't necessarily the speed round to end this podcast, but I would like to hear from everybody that type of arrogance or, I don't know, cluelessness. What could be going through your head in making a statement like that? Very, it's very simple. What's going through his head. He knows that they know the Teflon for right now. They know like the boss is Jerry. Jerry does not seem to give a shit about the team at the moment. I mean, I'm a Bulls fan too, so I'm used to it. And like, you can make statements like that. You can say, if I thought if I thought I was a problem, I would leave. You can make all of these statements because you know you, you're not leaving until it reaches the true breaking point. The, like, the White Sox going slightly under 500 isn't it. The White Sox need to go, like, 30 games under 500 for them to maybe be like, okay, it's time to restart the rebuild, which after a rebuild that lasts as long as it did and reaching these results of one playoff win in a regular season, and one playoff win in 2020, this ain't it. I think it's just a sign that he doesn't actually read Twitter because if he <laughs> popped on White Sox Twitter, he would know that we question every single word that comes out. <laughs> He's blocked everybody but Garfine. <laughs> 
I don't, I don't think he realizes how intelligent White Sox fans are. So sometimes when these things mm. come out of his mouth, you're like, yeah. nobody's bought, like, it's lawyer it's, speak. I think yeah. a lot of it. Um, and so that's why we all sit here and are like, mm-hmm. like be, we're smart mm-hmm. people. Like you, yeah. you just don't even give us credit. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's like things he's been just conditioned to say and, and trained to say, and it, it like so little from him you ever get feels genuine, mm-hmm. you know, like he, like a talking head, the cartoon, mm-hmm. it, it just, he he just radiates that yeah. and um so for me it's just yeah it's just icky it's a smart yeah it's the smartest guy in the room bullshit absolutely and yeah that's not gonna fly with white fans. cuz fans oh you can do that all day absolutely look at their freaking ownership for god's sake i mean you can get away with anything on that side because who cares this is a tourist destination all right i did figure out the speed round it's related to this so let's go around the room here i want uh consideration because one of the things that tony i i don't buy it but one of the things tony says he was listening to fan discontent and he might have made a decision not to be back based on that which is utter horseshit absolutely is not the case in my estimation but he said it okay let's take it at face value clearly there weren't fire Han chance going on. The bigger problem was fire Tony. It's always going to be a little bit more immediate because he is on the field calling one, two intentional walks and so forth. But let's just pretend this is going to play out the way we think. And Ricky Renteria, parenthetically, quote unquote, Ricky Renteria is not an inspiring manager, not a guy with a lot of uh, uh, backing behind him, maybe a first time guy. All right. Stocks aren't doing well or whatever. What's the next chant? Is it more likely we still focus our ire on whoever this manager is, or are we going to start to hear fire Han types of chants? Is 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 Han next? Are we going to move up, or are we going to stay on the field? Uh, Jordan, I'm going to start down with you. You're not going to hear any chants because there's going to be no one at the games. Okay. All right. That is that's certainly an uh, yeah a none of the above question that is acceptable. Joe, well, what's your thought? I could see the focus on of chance changing over to the front office i mean the fire garpax thing was a big thing with the bulls fan base so yeah i I would not be surprised at all that's true yes and this this presumes a team still you know like let's say 500 just mediocre a couple maybe a couple good moves a couple good signings a couple bad trades a couple good moves as a manager a couple bad ones you know just par for the course but where where you know where are you um where are fans gonna where fans gonna chase next uh dante are they going to front office or uh stick sticking with the manager um, not management, not front office. Fire everyone. Jerry, sell the team. Just okay. wait for sell the okay. team. Okay. Sell the yeah, team. That's an option. Chance. All right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, good. That. See, look, we're this is the, it's an organic thing. Speed rounds an organic thing. Uh, Ali, uh, thought now we have more and more options. Could be none of the above because there's no fans. Could be ownership. Could be uh, Rick Khan. Could be whoever <laughs> manager X. Yeah, Dante took the words out of my mouth. I think they're going to skip right over Han and go right right for Jerry and really pressure him to sell the team. Uh, Melissa, bring it home. Yeah, I was at the, the, the game where the first sell the team banner showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think people are just – I mean, it's been 40-plus years, right? I think we're – in general, yeah. we're just fed yeah, 40 up years. with – yeah, with 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 Jerry's approach and Jerry's people, and I think that that's where all the angst and the anger is going to start to go because deservedly so, in my opinion. Like it, you've been doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. It's time to go. 
Yeah, we do a lot of comparison with Ken Williams versus uh, Rick Hahn. Obviously, there's some some obvious differences um, there for sure. Um, but one thing you never got from from Ken, good or bad, is you never got that smartest guy in the room thing. Yeah, there was still some arrogance and there was blaming. There was some of that, but it was always a little more real. Uh, and yeah, you never got the thing like, oh man, he thinks he's smarter than us. I mean, he's confident. He would come across more as confident than just cluelessness. And Rick, I got to say, I am sorry. It's coming across more and more like cluelessness. Okay. This is fun. We'll do it one more time. Why not? You can give the same answers yesterday, but why not? We got a little more time to fill. Listen, we'll start with you. Who's the next manager of the Chicago White Sox? Oh gosh. Um, put me on the spot first. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with AJ Pierzynski <laughs> because nobody good is going to want this job. And by default, it's going to be AJ. So it lets us laugh at the end. Uh, okay. Allie, who, who is it? Same answer or, or a new? Uh, I, I think maybe Ozzy Gian's ready to pick up the phone and take that call. <laughs> Shuffle back over to 35th and Shields. Okay, Dante, uh, are you going to go with Frank or you got a new answer for me? Um, new answer, James Shields. <laughs> uh, put the protective netting back up all around the ballpark. Joe, who's it going to be? Adam Eaton, why not? <laughs> Adam Eaton. Uh-oh, Drake LaRoche hasn't come up yet. Uh, okay, uh, Jordan, pitch it up. Maybe I'll go with your answer. I'll go, I'll go Joe Madden. Sure, why not? Okay. All right. Yeah, they outside the organization. Oh, my God. He didn't lie to us for once. All right. Uh, this podcast was dedicated to you, smartest guy in the room, Rick Hahn. How much we love you and the job you're doing. Please just talk straight with us. Talk just like we're intelligent because guess what? You know White Sox fans well enough. Even if you grew up as a Cub fan, you know the difference. You grew up here. You know the difference. We're smart. you got to treat us with a bit more respect than what you're doing just step it up a little bit let's turn 2023 into just a respect the fans mode just put just scratching in your little notebook no problem all right uh melissa sage molenbach ali wessel uh dante jones jordan haas super joseph Reesus down there in indianapolis representing thanks for joining me thanks everybody for listening and reading watching without you we're not here Think about it. Maybe you disappear for a little bit. We don't have to be here because this is suffering. Uh, Thanks. We'll be back, I'm sure, sooner than you're ready for us. But uh, until then.